0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we
1: go! Email us at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Here we go! We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights a fantasy title. Let's go! Now, here's Adam Dave, Jamie and Heath. Happy Zeke Day, everybody! It's Tuesday, August 29th, two days away from our live event in Philadelphia. Hope you're going to be there. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, a fantasy football smorgasbord. We're just going to talk about a lot of players, a lot of good info for you as you get ready for your drafts. Dave, Jamie, Heath, good morning. Good morning. Sup, boo. Pooh? Good morning. Oh, thank you. So, uh, nothing sup on, on my end. I do want to give out – I never do this, so let's give out the Twitter handles real quick. At Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. At Jamie Eisenberg, J-A-M-E-Y. At Heath Cummings Senior, Heath Cummings S-R at Dave Richard, singular at Dave Richard. We've got good advice for you on Twitter. And if you follow me, then you have a good chance of getting on the show because I put a lot of tweets in the notes. And also I never want to be someone who has more tweets than Twitter followers. So, uh, that, uh, that is, I'm approaching that. So please help. So Ezekiel Elliott is appealing his suspension today. We have some news on him that came from NFL.com this morning. And we're going to talk about last night's podcast league draft, which was 14 teams and PPR. How do things change in 14-team leagues? Guys, fantasy football is back, and that means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Sign up and use that promo code CBSPOD. All right, so we get this report from Mike Florio. I said NFL.com. I'm very sorry. It's pro football talk. Mike Florio said there's a, quote, very good chance, end quote, that Ezekiel Elliott plays week one. So he could go the court route like Tom Brady did and try to appeal this suspension. We don't know what it's going to be. Uh, right now it's six games. But this could mean he, that Ezekiel Elliott might miss time later in the year. Or maybe it will be next year. Who knows? But – what do you do with Ezekiel Elliott right now?
0: Do you draft him in the second round? Yeah. I
1: don't know how much you move him up
0: based on this. If it's four games, he's a first round pick for me. Yep. I, I
2: don't disagree with that. It's late first round because I want that early pick coming back in round yep. two. I'm not taking him at number three overall. But there's the reason why there's a quote, very good chance is because he's going to take the Tom Brady route and Hit the courts and appeal this thing and get a stay or an injunction or whatever well, then it's he could play, just play the whole year. Potentially play the whole year. That would be ridiculous. And so if you get him at any point other than number three overall and that's the case, then you're making out like a bandit.
1: Or you could lose him for the last six games of the season.
2: I mean, that's that's also a possibility that no one knows about right now.
0: I would I mean, take that over what we're currently dealing with Why well, sure. Oh, you would? Because then you get off to a good
2: start and yep. then you can McFadden it the rest of the way. Or whoever.
1: Ooh, well, I guess you got to make the playoffs before you worry about the playoffs. So there, I, there's I always that. guys
0: who emerge. Yeah, but there's no yeah.
1: Zeke's. I'm, well, uh, unlikely. Would you rather have the first
0: ten games or the last ten games?
1: I think, well, be, because you have to make the playoffs, I think it makes sense to take the first ten games.
2: Yes, right. Plus, yeah.
1: one of those last games is
2: going to be Week 17. Your league might not play into Week 17. Shouldn't. That would help you out. So that's one less
3: headache that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think it also is so dependent on the type of league you're in. Like I I took him yesterday at number 18 in a 24-team league, and I felt pretty good about that. I'm still not to the point to where I'm taking him in the first round if he's a four-game suspension. I'll take him early second.
0: All right. So I guess – Just just to follow up, I think it makes sense in in the league that you're referencing because you only
3: need to start one guy. Right, you know, so. and in that league, like you're try- not trying to finish sixth out of 12 teams to make the playoffs. You got to finish eighth out of 24 teams to make the playoffs. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I want you guys to tell me, just uh, you know, this could be relevant for the Zeke owner, or the Doug Martin owner, um, and maybe maybe it's not relevant for the Zeke owner since he's likely going to play week one, according to this report. Reports are wrong sometimes. We never know, but I I just I had forgotten how good Tampa Bay's early season schedule was, and Jacquez Rogers, who just he's going. A lot later than McFadden, at least in the drafts I've been in. At Miami in week one, home against Chicago in week two. And then then it gets tough. At Minnesota, Giants, Patriots, Cardinals. Yikes, Doug Martin. Um, but but if you're just looking for somebody for weeks one and two, Jacquez Rogers at Miami, home against Chicago, how good could that be for fantasy owners?
2: Could be very good. Ten-plus fantasy points in both games. Yeah. Because he's going to get – we assume he's
0: going to get – over 15 carries, which is what he needs he'll get, to even have a chance. He'll get volume. He'll get scoring chances. They should be winning those two games.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. The, so The one, the one concern
0: it. would be is that they didn't really use Charles Sims a lot when Rodgers was getting his opportunity last year. And so we'll see if that hurts him a little bit. Because he had that 30-carry game against Carolina on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect that. But like Dave said, 15-plus carries is certainly well within reach.
1: Yep. And like I gave the stat yesterday for Jacquez, five games with 15 or more carries last year, and he scored between 12 and 15 points in standard scoring leagues in four of those five games. So he had four pretty darn big games, and he scored seven fantasy points in the other, which isn't really that bad. That's going to be around a number two running back uh, most weeks. Average 4.2 yards or more per carry in three of those five games. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Don't forget about Jacquez Rogers if you need someone just for the first two weeks. Uh, all right, so I guess things haven't really changed that much with Ezekiel Elliott uh with this recent news, and hopefully tomorrow we'll have a lot more to talk about with him. So let's go to the draft. We'll start just with the draft last night. It was a 14-team PPR league, and again, the point of today's show is to talk about a lot of players and get people ready and give people an idea on how we feel about certain guys. Who was your favorite pick on your team from last night's draft? Heath Cummings, you can start.
3: Uh The $26 million man, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I drafted him in the ninth round as the 13th quarterback off the board. And I just think it's a little bit silly. Stafford's been a top-10 quarterback three of the last four seasons. I expect him to be a top-10 quarterback again this year. There are some guys that are younger that he was better than last year that are now being drafted ahead of him, and I'll take Stafford late.
1: Mm, you know what, though, Heath? I'm sorry. Do you remember? So that was 126 overall or something? You know? Um, I think it was right before your favorite pick. No, it was after my favorite pick. So I I'm just sorry to do this to you, but my favorite pick is so much better than your favorite pick. Well, you're choosing two players. No. So no, 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 good. no. I, like if you want to go with my favorite two picks, then maybe
3: it no, will compete with your favorite two picks. I'm only going with I'm only going with one. Jamie and I'll be the
2: judge on this. We'll see which one is truly better. Stafford's right. not a bad one in a fourteen team league, round nine.
1: Right. It's not bad. Seven or eight picks earlier, I took Andrew Luck. Well, Heath has a quarterback week one. I yeah. have Carson Palmer. And week two, and I, have, week three. I have Carson Palmer, who has that great oh, early wait. schedule. No, we don't get to
3: factor that in. You said it was just one player. Uh, but
1: Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck should not be going after pick one hundred. He should be a top one hundred pick. I took him and, 106th overall. I'm very happy about it. Adam, you're not worried that he didn't participate in a wink
2: of training camp practice.
1: Yeah, I'm worried. But you're not worried that he's he's just now getting into throwing a football? Uh, he's thrown a football all his life. It's like riding a bike, Dave. If he if he's if he's practicing this week. Well, at some
0: capacity this week. Maybe it's Friday after they come back from whatever they're doing Thursday night. I don't know if they're on the road they're, or they home. have a preseason game. I don't know where it is. Right, either. but if he starts from that point forward, they're they're clearly at this point Chuck Pagano's not playing in week one. I don't I don't think he no. can. So if he's practiced through week one, practice through week two, get those two ugly games out of the way against the Rams and the Cardinals, comes back week three against Cleveland, comes back week three against Cleveland, and he's right. For 14 games, maybe throw in another game like we saw last year misses with a concussion or you something. You guys
3: can't see Adam, but he's raising the roof. I did raise far. the roof because I, I just love raising the Hold <laughs>
0: on. Are you
2: still raising the roof?
0: I, I, I want to see this. I did the same thing in another draft last night. Now, this is a keeper league, so I get Andrew Luck in round 10 next year as well. I That's took him genius. In the 10th round. Right. Yeah, very nice. So um, I'm going to pair him with Carson Palmer in a draft I did this weekend. I told the guy, take Palmer to pair with Luck. It's the perfect, perfect situation because of their schedule. And Adam did the right thing there. So if you're okay getting through the first couple of weeks with two quarterbacks, which a lot of people are, you're in great shape. Adam, yeah.
2: I want you to keep raising the roof because I want to see your reaction when I tell you that in week four Andrew Luck plays at Seattle.
1: I don't care. I so I'll keep Carson Palmer. He's got San Francisco in week four. What I'm thinking is So so you're excited the, about stealing this quarterback that you're going to
3: stream even after he's healthy. Well
2: he can afford he can say that he can stream him because he's taking him as late as he's taking him. And right. it's a unique situation, given everything that's going down with Andrew Luck.
1: My quarterback has a chance to be the number one quarterback while he plays. Yours doesn't. My quarterback has a very good chance of being the top five quarterback. Yours has about a 15% chance. Technically, your
2: quarterback has a chance of beginning the year on the pup list. Yes. And that's, the that game. is very yeah, true. Yeah, and now, and now you have the chance. Ezekiel Elliott of quarterbacks. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Which, I mean, listen, let's face it. With that title, it's not that bad that he's going to miss six games, but... The Colts have said all along that they don't intend to keep him on the PUP list. September 2nd is a very big day for everyone who's looking at Andrew Luck in fantasy. All right. uh, Still on the PUP list after that day.
0: Bye-bye for six weeks of the season. Hello, Scott Polzini. But, again, that's a different conversation, though, in terms of Luck. You just said Seattle in week four. So now he's avoided three games where you may not have been 100% comfortable starting him anyway. You would have started him. You would have started him against the Rams and the Cardinals. For the most part, yes. But – he he avoids those three games, right? Who does he have week five? Week five, he is at home versus the 49ers.
1: Yeah, pretty good. It's gonna
3: yeah, it's gonna be. Do good. they hold him Wonderful. out till then? Do they? Uh, take no, him?
1: Th- not if he's healthy. I mean, if he's healthy, he's gonna play when he's healthy. They don't care. I'm who the setting my are. personal
3: expectation as his first game that is week four. All right, I think I'll, it's week. I'll, wow, will comes go by,
0: back at Seattle. I'll go by what uh, uh Stephen Holder. One of the beat writers mm-hmm. for the uh, uh, Indianapolis Star said, or Mike Chappell, one of the one of the two guys who covered the Colts in Indianapolis, they said week three is the most realistic thing at this point.
1: All right, Jamie, who was your favorite pick from last night?
0: Uh, Zach Ertz, um, in in the sixth round. I uh, didn't have a great receiving core at that point, but I wasn't going to pass up on Ertz at that point in uh, in the draft, and so. Um, my math is terrible, so I'm not going to tell you what pick that was. It was the third pick of the sixth round. Um, 14 93. League. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's about the spot he's going on ADP. And so I passed up on, you know, at, 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 at I think I had taken Pierre Garçon at that point. Yeah, so I, my receivers were Michael Thomas and Pierre Garçon, and that's it. Um, I, I had good running backs at that point, but it was comparing Zach Gertz to Emmanuel Sanders and... Tyrell Williams and uh, Deshaun Jackson. I just thought there was much, much more upside with Ertz, and I am not I wasn't going to get Ertz or Rudolph or potentially or potentially uh, uh, Tyler Eifert back. So it, it was it was kind of an easy choice for me.
1: Yeah, and not to mention tight end gets pretty scary in PPR after Ertz is off the board because you know Eifert's got this knee thing.
0: Well, Rudolph is still very good.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. But, 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 you know, there's, it's a 14 team league, so you're not guaranteed to get any of those guys. And, and I ended, Kobe Fleener's my tight end. We'll talk about tight end later. So Jamie definitely, uh, took the value with, with, or so that's 73rd overall, not 93rd. Uh, third pick of round six. Dave, your, your favorite pick on your team last night?
2: My favorite value was Tyreek Hill in round five, 62nd overall. I thought in a 14 team league, getting him to be my number two receiver was pretty good. I thought that that was a real nice, addition to my roster. And when we were up, when Tyler was on the clock, uh, I say we, cause I've got a partner, his name's Sia, uh, Tyreek and Devontae Parker were the two wide outs available. And I knew we'd get one of them and I was excited that it was Hill instead of Parker. So I kind of taught myself that as much as I like Devontae Parker, I still like Hill even more. I, I think for, for, to answer your question, I think Aaron Rodgers at 34 overall was my oh. favorite. This is, this is a 14 team league. It certainly makes the Quarterback talent pool, a little more shallow. I've got the best one in fantasy football, and I still got him in round three. Felt like a steal to me.
1: I think the worst thing in fantasy is when, like, four guys in your queue just get taken right right before your pick. You mean, like, Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette? That's exactly—those four players I wanted very badly in round three. It went Fournette, McCaffrey, Cook, Rodgers, and then I was so mad I cursed. My wife got mad at me for, like, throwing a fit. Uh, I took Ty Montgomery with the seventh pick of round three in a 14 team league. It just, it felt really early, <clears throat> but all those guys went, and Aaron Rodgers, Dave, you, you really ticked me off, so, so good job. That, that's how you know it's a good pick! When the guy behind you is really, the girl behind you is really, really angry. Way to go. Thanks, thanks buddy. You're welcome. Uh, we got news and notes for you. I do want to remind you, Philadelphia on Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m., if you're in the area, please come to Victory Beer Hall at Xfinity Live. Free food and drinks, Q&A. We're going to do that live podcast. Also, this year, some programming changes. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you know we do the AFC home games on Thursday, the NFC on Friday. This year, we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, We're going to do the tough calls for the week on Thursday. You know, the really tough matchups won't be AFC or NFC specific. And then on Friday, we'll kind of go through all the games a little bit quicker And give some more – maybe some more sleepers and stuff like that, update you on injuries, talk about Thursday night's game. So I think it will be a little bit better. Saturday, we're going to have a Saturday show. We're going to record it on Fridays. I can't promise this will happen every week, but the goal is to do about a 20-minute mailbag um, and air it on Saturday. So you know we get so many emails, don't get a chance to read that many. This will help us, A, not rush to get emails in the Thursday and Friday shows, and B, just be able to read more of your questions and get you more involved in the show – um, and then we are not doing a Monday show. Instead, we are doing a Sunday night recap show during the Sunday night football game. Uh, but you'll have that late Sunday night for your early morning Monday commute. I think you will enjoy that. And finally, Ion Fantasy Football Hour Radio Show on CBS Sports Radio. That is back starting on Saturday. A four hour bonanza extravaganza, Dave. Did you just curse the show? I, I'm so confident in our show on Saturday that I it is bonanza proof. You just called it a bonanza extravaganza. That's how big of a show it is. How many more words that
2: end in "za" can you come up with to describe the show?
1: In this stanza, I don't think I can do any of those. But so, Ion Fantasy Football will be every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. Actually, I actually don't even know. Are we eight to midnight or are we ten? To we 2 are eight m? to midnight. Okay, this you and this me, week four hours. Okay, that's awesome. So. We'll we'll speak to you then. That is a call in show, CBS Sports Radio, or you can go online and listen on, on uh on the website. I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. Do you know? Anybody know? What, the website? CBS probably- Or CBS Oh, okay. I know that website. It's also in the app, the free CBS <laughs> Sports app. Alright, perfect. I'm gonna start plug uh stop plugging things and let's get into the notes. Matthew Stafford is going to sign a contract extension that will make him the highest paid player in NFL history and therefore the greatest player. In NFL history. Le'Veon Bell will be back on September 1st. A uh, quick reaction. Blake Bortles is Jacksonville's starting quarterback. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Kaiser is Cleveland's starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, that, that's a different noise yeah. than blah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm,
2: well, we're not putting him on our fantasy team. Pessimistically intrigued.
3: You've just described Browns fans for the last yes. 20 years. Like, huh. I wonder how this will go bad.
1: Okay, I'm going to guess that he that Deshaun Kaiser averages two turnovers per game. You want to take the over or the under? Under. I think he's he going to be terrible. 32
3: turnovers is a lot.
1: Yeah, and, I don't yeah, know he'll if get he's going to play all- before he gets to 24. That's why I think he's that's why I said per game. This is his guy who's only College coach. Yeah, his college coach said he wasn't ready, but he peppered, uh, Corey Coleman with targets, didn't he? Last week. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. We'll talk about that.
0: Uh, let's see. There's Kenny Britt on one side. There's David (laughs) Nadrapu on the other side. Hey! And there's, (laughs) uh, there's Corey Coleman.
1: (laughs) That's not nice. Uh, Chuck Sorry, Pagano, David, in the fumble you. Chuck Pagano did not name a starter for Week One yet. It'll be Stephen Morris or probably Scott Tolzien. Josh McCown, Jet starting quarterback. Reaction, yeah. but better for Robbie Anderson, I'd say. Let's rank. Yes. Let's rank
2: Blake Bortles, Josh McCown, and Deshaun Kaiser for everybody in those. I think that's four, Chris Towers, two quarterback leagues.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> for everybody in those four quarterback leagues, Uh Bortles, Kaiser, McCown.
2: Yeah. I don't think I even have any jet
0: quarterback ranked in my top 32. Where's Savage factoring with us? He's got to be ahead of the class.
3: Uh, you're going to take I, Blake Bortles?
0: I, I would I would put him last just because I don't think he lasts the season as a starter.
3: I don't think I don't want any of these guys I'd on would put my him team ahead and McKellen. I don't
0: think he'll last long. He
3: might last longer than the other three. I'd go Bortles, Kaiser, Savage, McKay. All
1: right, Let we interrupt savage. this horribly scheduled programming. Uh CJ Prosize returned to practice for the Seahawks. Thomas Rawls could be back today. Leonard Fournette will be ready for week one. Jarvis Landry wants is— to play Thursday night. Oh, that'd be fun. We'll be in Philadelphia, don't. but— Yeah, don't play. Sit it out, Fournette. Yeah, rest that foot. Jarvis Landry is not getting traded. Brandon Marshall oh. returned to practice. Odell Beckham has a chance to play in week one. Is Odell Beckham still your number three receiver?
0: Yes. Nope. Yes.
1: Who do you until have ahead until, of him, Eve? Until
0: he's, you know, dire straits, which he's not going to be before week one. So
1: I've, I've got A.J. Green ahead of him. All right. Um, Seattle defensive end Frank Clark is having his wrist evaluated He's a very good player And the Redskins nose tackle Phil Taylor is out for the season with a torn quad Guys, I just want to tell you, uh, we'll get there eventually But a terrible round of Team Name Tuesday is coming up later It's just, it's so Terrible by your standards or terrible by everybody else's standards? I don't know, I don't know the difference I have bad standards, I have low standards like, for the standards I mean, of this show. mean, you think
2: Ghostbusters 2 is an Oscar-worthy oh. film?
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Hey, they, I think they were nominated for, uh, Best Special Effects with the Slime. Were they? By who? No. Nickelodeon
2: Kids <laughs> Choice Awards?
0: By Adam's brother. Yeah, you know. You gotta love the Nickelodeon Master slime. of Slime.
1: Uh, email of the day number one is from Brandon at fantasyfootball at com. Decimal points are being voted on this year for our league. People for decimal points say that they are for it because it eliminates ties. I prefer the more old-school, no-fractional point leagues. What points leagues? What are your guys' preferences, and do you have a good tiebreaker option? I
3: think I am maybe the most passionate about this, and I really feel like decimal point leagues are the way that it should be. Um, and it's not because it avoids ties. That's a nice benefit, but the reason to do it is because you should get credit for every yard. 10 yards is not one point better than nine yards.
2: That's, I agree. That, that, yeah. How no, many no, times? There's
3: no justification.
2: I agree. How many times have you just had your nose frosted because you lost by a few points and you had Doug Baldwin with 79 yards and Jay Ajayi with 88
3: yards. And, and I, I and, will tell you the, the reason it was old school is, and I, I did this in the past. There was a time when we Calculated the score of our fantasy football team out of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It yep. was much easier to just round to the nearest tenth. We have evolved. <laughs> I, I don't we see, don't need to do that anymore.
1: I don't see a good reason not to do decimal scoring. And it's weird because I only play in one fractional scoring league. I don't see a reason not to do it. Um, it, I, it I think we're for it. Alright, we but approve it. Let's, can we just keep it to a tenth of a point? Yeah. Like, I, I don't
2: want to have a final score 263 point 7,482
3: to point. Well, I don't 5, think 5, it would go 0, to the 1,000th. It would just go to the 100th. But it would depend on what your quarterback scoring was worth. If your quarterback scoring is a point for every 20 yards, then it's easy to just stick with a 10th. Mm-hmm. But if it's one for every 25 yards, then you kind of have to go to the 100th.
1: Mm. All right. Email today number two is from Malcolm. Where's Malcolm from? The middle. <laughs> Can you guys spend a little time on explaining how the FAB process works, the free agent acquisition budget and which days should they process? Guys, give me, give me fab in 30 seconds.
2: It's basically like a weekly auction block where free agents on the waiver wire are available in a silent auction. Everybody's got a hundred fictional dollars, two hundred fictional dollars, whatever the case may be to spend as they see fit on players that they want to add. And the hot free agents each week or every free agent each week goes to the highest bidder. So if Uh, Well, I'll give you an example. Did you guys,
0: did you guys in our magazine league, anybody bid on Darren McFadden? No. No? Nope. Adam, did you? No. Okay, I did. And I, I don't know if, wait, maybe in our two quarterback league. I'm sorry. One of, one of our leagues, uh, I, I got McFadden for $11 out of 100. Because I lost Kenneth Dixon and I lost Quincy Nunewa. So I had two guys I could easily punt. This is a draft we did in, what? June. June. Yeah. Um. so, I, I didn't want to overspend for McFadden. I probably did, but I thought 10% right around there of my budget mm-hmm. was worth committing to a guy who's potentially could start six games or as of now starts none. But <laughs> um, y- you kind of want to you know, gauge the rest of your league comparatively to what the player's relevance is. It's and my preference fair.
3: is it runs overnight on Tuesday in yeah. the season, and that's the only time it runs. Mm. Really? I like it I, every night. Yeah, every night. I, I like it because I, I hate – not having Sunday morning available.
1: Well, if you have a commissioner like me, he'll turn Fab off on Sunday morning and let player let people and go make out. And then throughout drops. the
3: year, you'll have at least four different headache situations where somebody picked somebody up when they weren't supposed to because
1: Fab wasn't turned back on. That could happen. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. Fab's the best. It is the most fair way to do free I agree. agency, no question. All right, finally, guys, email of the day number three is from John in Seoul. Early in the draft, we had an owner nominate David Johnson for one dollar, and then another GM quickly bid him up to fifty bucks. And then another got David Johnson for $51. Uh, then the chat room started to light up saying that David Johnson was the Steelers' tight end David Johnson. The bids quickly stopped as everyone realized it was indeed David Johnson, the tight end for the Steelers. So someone ended up paying $51 for a worthless player. I begged the league to start the draft over. Um, and the room was split with half agreeing with me and the other half saying it was, quote, strategy. Give us your input. I have never seen this before. That is so awesome. is it awesome? The
0: guy, the guy who nominated him did it purposely to get the wrong David Johnson. Yes. Okay. And then somebody <laughs> stupidly went from whatever the, the first bid was. To, what was the second so bid? 50. The 50.
2: But then other people 50. bid it up to 50. Hey, yeah, he got outbid. <laughs> 51, 53, I, yeah. They just see Johnson and they go crazy. I, so love I, it. I would
0: have said that the way I would have decided it, that the last guy who bid gets him for $3. So whatever it is, over 50. I would have just, just backed it out. Huh? I so if the final it. bid was
1: 51, then he gets them for one. One, right. I would have just backed it out, man. Like, just yeah. back it out. I would have just laughed and <laughs> laughed. I think <laughs> it would have <laughs> been <laughs> very well, funny. No, if, if, the,
0: if the room is split, that's the way you you settle it, is you have to give some sort of penance to the person who made the mistake. Oh, what about man. a penance to the guy who nominated the wrong David Johnson? He did that purposely. Yeah, yeah, on right purpose. High. So he should
2: lose a dollar for that.
0: No, what? No, it worked. face off. For being... A, funny, and B, smart? How is that smart? He got his other people to spend 53 Yeah, he's well, you're not
2: going to let it stand. He took 50 Half bucks. The off the board. I would. It. But you didn't. Commissioner Eisenberg
1: That's just said it's that not going to happen. The, the, the
3: schmuck who paid $53. bucks they are both schmucks. This gotta league gotta is three full three of dollars. schmucks. I love this league. Yes. And I love the guy that nominated Me David too. Johnson.
1: Me A pretty schmucky move. Uh, random question for you. If you draft Drew Brees, should you draft a backup for week one as New Orleans is at Minnesota? Only three quarterbacks scored more than eighteen more than nineteen fantasy points, and only one more than twenty two, and that was Rodgers against Minnesota last year.
3: Nope. If Palmer's there in the last round of the draft I'm not gonna make an effort to do it, but if Palmer's there in the last round, I'd draft him and start him over ease. Any quarterback that I'm
2: drafting that early in a league, I'm not taking to bench in my first fantasy game. I know he's playing against Minnesota. I understand. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is playing Seattle. Am I gonna go run and no. hide in the corner? Because Aaron Rodgers is gonna see Richard Sherman and,
3: you know, the I Legion think, I think of you Boom. Go run and hide in the corner right now.
1: I mean, th- no, you probably shouldn't, <laughs> but Rodgers, Br- Breeze isn't Rodgers and Breeze isn't as good on the road, although this will be an indoor game. And, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. It's interesting. Okay, so, uh, let me tell you about FanDuel and then we'll get into some divisive players like Jay Ajayi, Todd Gurley, Marshawn Lynch, DeAndre Hopkins, etc., and see where we're at. Now, these are guys we've had really good debates about throughout the preseason, the offseason. See where we're at with them right now after preseason week three. But week one is just around the corner. There are so many FanDuel contests to participate in. If you want to be in the Sunday Million for free, that is over a million dollars in cash prizes, by the way. Go to FanDuel.com and sign up. Click the Join Now button. Use our promo code CBSPOD. Again, the promo code is CBS Pod. I'm a big FanDuel fan. We all are. In fact, when we used to sit and watch football together on Sundays in the office, if we talked about our fantasy teams, it was usually our FanDuel teams that we were talking about. We were really into it. There's there's this thrill that you get on Sundays in FanDuel. It's just a little bit different from your seasonal leagues. Uh, new contests start every week, so there are no busted seasons due to injury or anything like that. There's something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from, and they start at just $1. So we're going to be playing FanDuel this year. Please join us. Join FanDuel.com. The promo code is CBSPOD. And new users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com. Sign up with the promo code CBSPOD. That's FanDuel.com. The promo code is CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. All right, divisive players. Jay Ajayi is going 15th overall, RB7. That means he's the 7th running back off the board. What do you think? One spot too low. To, like, you think he should be RB6. Yep.
2: Okay. I think he is exactly the 15th best player in fantasy football.
3: Drafts. I also have him ranked 15th Me too. overall. Me too. But I agree with Jamie. I'm just gonna agree with everyone. He's 15th overall and he's RB6. I mean, at, at this point, the the top five running backs,
0: I think, are pretty much established. I don't know what's going to change that, barring Ezekiel Elliott getting his suspension cleared or the injunction whatever.
3: I think we have different top five running backs. Not us. It, I'm oh, saying okay.
0: five as a group. Okay. Uh, ADP, our rankings, however you slice them, dice them. Johnson, okay. Le'Veon, and then some order of Gordon, McCoy, and Freeman. Exactly. I've got Freeman, McCoy, and Murray. I've got Gordon, McCoy. And right. Freeman. I am McCoy overall. So I, I think when you look at it, it's, it's it's the 6th through eight is kind of where the next decision comes. It's Ajayi, it's Murray, and it's Howard.
1: And Gurley is in that discussion, no? I I think Gurley is
0: probably ninth,
1: uh-huh. but
0: sure, he's he's in that six through ten. You know, you want to stretch it out to whoever the tenth best guy is. Mm-hmm. So when you for me, I I I would put Howard and, and Gurley next. I think it's between Ajayi and Murray. And I think Ajayi's ceiling is a little bit higher this year. Nothing to do with Murray falling off, but more Henry getting a bigger role. Okay. Uh
1: Yeah, actually, Todd Gurley is the next guy. 21st overall. I think the stat is one 100-yard rushing game in his last, 20. how many, 16 games? No, 24 games. Um, So that's crazy. He's RB8, Todd Gurley, actually going after Ajayi. I think Todd Gurley is now going ahead of. Jordan Howard? Let me let me double check.
3: I I have him at RB eight, and I have him at number twenty one overall. So there is nothing divisive about this at all (laughs) for you. You like Gurley better than Howard? I've got Gurley one spot ahead of Howard.
1: My God, it's like we've completely forgotten last year. He's not going ahead of Jordan Howard. I'm sorry. He's going ahead of Fournette. So he's RB eight. He's got to be going ahead of someone else. Now he might be nine. I may have miscounted. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, mid to late second round, Todd Gurley. I've recently just, like I said, uh, like I said last week, I had doubts about Ajayi, I had doubts about Gurley, and I just decided I'm sick and tired of having doubts about running backs. These guys are gonna get almost all of the touches for their team, they're gonna get the goal line work, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of, of being so, I'm tired of being so negative. So I came around on Ajayi, I came around on Gurley, and I'm totally fine with them in round two. Do you all feel the same way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I guess the high guy on, on, on Ajayi, I would take him at the end of round one if, You know, depending on how running backs shook out,
2: and I'm I'm with you on Ajayi, and I'll take Gurley late round two, but I'm I'm still not convinced a that the offensive line is much improved, and b that Gurley himself is much improved.
0: But don't you buy into at at any stretch better coach, better quarterback, just better,
3: better everything. The, they are actually you're not, you're not running. Yeah, golf's
0: not going to be better this year than he was a year ago. I
3: think he'll be nominally better, but I still think that oh, he's, he's going to get be better. better. I mean, he was he'll a
2: train wreck last year.
3: He'll be better than train wreck. He'll be better if only because they are running actual offensive plays. Yeah, right. Be better. And better talent and, around. And him. like the, everybody doesn't do the same thing on every play. They they do different types of things. Yes. Sometimes they run this type of route. Look, I I want to love Gurley. He was my number one player last year. I you wanted him to be lover right amazing. Now. That's what you are. Their, their, their offense last year was like super.
2: Girly, Gurley burn you. No, no, no. You, it's, not altar, altar, it's not that at all.
0: It's
3: not that. I'm done taking...
1: with him.
0: Completely done. <laughs> no, it is not that. No chance of reconciliation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I gave him the chance to he reconcile. He came back to your door with flowers and <laughs> talk, but he and... didn't.
2: He came back with a with a bad offensive line, and he didn't have any type of breakaway plays during the preseason. He had a couple of decent runs.
1: But yeah, he didn't have the, that many. The backup carries, behind
2: so. him has been running better behind but that Dave, same he, offensive But Dave, he line. didn't even
0: play in week three. Let me you just know, ask this. I mean, forget about that. La- let's forget about last year. Better offense right now. The Rams or the Bears. Rams. Rams by far. Now without Meredith, Blake
2: huh? the Rams
0: without Meredith. Yeah. offensive everything. line. It's
2: Chicago. Based
0: on everything as a I whole, I don't.
2: I don't think it's that as simple. a whole.
0: I, the I would, Rams offense.
3: I'll take is better than The play call. Bears
0: offense. Everything. No, well, not offensive line. No, offensive Everything line. But not offensive line. line. Yes, but Bears offensive line is better. I understand Bears that. But when you good. say, here's the Rams and here's the Bears, the Rams offense is better right now going into the season than the Bears offense is going into the season. I don't if know it is, it's that. not by much. It is by much. No, it's not. You are giving so much credit to Jared
2: Goff for no I'm reason I'm giving so whatsoever. much credit to Sean
0: McVay. I'm giving I, and so I'm much credit you that to Jared Sean McVay is a better I'm Giving much,
2: Look at the receivers. The receivers are definitely better in L.A. It's. Everything's
1: better well, as a whole, but the offensive yeah, line, the is, line is better. That's it. Yeah, but that's a big part of it. I mean, it's a huge part. Of I agree. It. I would take the Rams' offense over the Bears, but I don't know that it's such leaps and so much leaps and bounds better. I mean, they're both in the bottom half of the NFL. <laughs> you could say you half. could say the Bears the might have a, the Bears might have a better running back. You know, I don't know who's better. They
2: really might. Like that's the one. The, I don't. The biggest problem with Gurley last year. Well, there were a lot of big problems with him, but one of them was that he didn't run very well, despite. The offensive line, he missed holes,
0: he missed opportunities. I, 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 I totally agree. And with now you, this
2: preseason, we've seen him still miss them and other running backs have come in and they've played better. Malcolm Brown has played better.
0: Against the second and 13 defense. But yeah, he's, he's played played behind
2: that same better. offensive line, Jamie. You should
1: but, take Malcolm Brown. I, I, no, see, I'm not
2: telling you to take Malcolm Brown.
1: I have to, I have to just say that we didn't really see much of Gurley this offseason and, or this preseason. He looked better in week two and he didn't play in week three. And Brown got all the work. So I, I don't know, like, I definitely get, get both sides of your arguments. I don't want to judge him too harshly on the preseason. And he's gonna catch passes too, cause Goff is gonna dump the ball off to him. Um Sure. But he is going like six picks. So Ajayi, I said, was seven and Gurley was eight. Jordan Howard's still going ahead of both of them. Ajayi's eight, almost the same as, as Howard. And Gurley's like six picks later at nine. But I basically am just like, look, I don't know what to expect from Fournette. I guess you can make a case for Hunt over him, cause at least we, we have more, I think, of a realistic expectation for him. But like all the rookies come into play there with Gurley. I'm just going to take Gurley.
2: Yes. I would take Gurley ahead of all the rookies as well. Yes.
1: All right. But I would rank it a Jai
2: Howard-Gurley, and I'd, I would trust Isaiah Crowell before Todd Gurley. All
1: right. uh How about Marshawn Lynch? He's moving down a little bit. He's now 37th overall. He's the 15th running back off the board. Marshawn Lynch.
0: It's getting more realistic. So – Look, if you believe in him and you want to gamble on him, at least it's falling to a spot where you can justify it more so than
3: when he was going 24. You fell in the fifth round of our 14-team league last night. I've I've never been more proud of a group of podcasters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they waited on quarterback, too, which makes sense in a 14-team league. Uh, Give me a round in a 12-team league. You're all right with Marshawn Lynch. Cinco. Yep. All right. No. No. Just no. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, now he's falling. This guy was an early round three pick at one point. Now he's 46th overall. 15th wide receiver off the board, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't
3: really underst- like Something's not computing here. I don't think 15th overall wide receiver is really that out of line for DeAndre Hopkins. But there are a lot more than 15 wide receivers going in the first four rounds. Mm-hmm.
1: I Uh, think it's the hand
2: injury, the fact that we haven't seen him play. Well, Well,
1: actually, okay, so to clarify, Hopkins is 15th, and he's going 45th overall. And then, so first four rounds will be the top 48 picks. There are four more receivers that come off the board. Keenan Allen, Alshon Jeffrey, three. Keenan Allen, Alshon Jeffrey, Demarius Thomas. So there are 18 wide receivers in the first four rounds. And there's a little bit of space. There's actually five picks in between Devontae Adams, wide receiver 14, and DeAndre Hopkins, Wide receiver 15. So it's similar to what we saw with the difference between Jay Ajayi and Todd Gurley. Devontae Adams, Terrell Pryor, they're five, six picks ahead of, of DeAndre Hopkins, who's now a mid to late round four pick in a 12 team league. Yeah, I, I'm
3: I'm happy taking him in the third. So I, I guess I'm still, and I'd, I'd rather have him than Devontae Adams.
2: I feel the exact same way. We're talking about a guy who's going to get peppered with targets, he's got a better quarterback situation. Hopkins and Savage worked hard during the offseason together. Wait a to second. Get wait on on is
1: oh, he's got a better quarterback situation than last year? Then he year. did. Not then that he Adams does. Adams not has that a better Devontae quarterback Adams. Situation. Of course. Just of course I'm not
2: comparing him to Devontae Adams' quarterback. That would be uh stupid. All right. But I, I think they're
3: just trying to manage him along. We don't know what happened with his hand. Mm-hmm. But, again, I've got, like, 24 wide receivers in my top 48. Mm-hmm. So to say that the 15th guy is going at the end of the fourth round just seems weird.
1: All uh, one more here. Tyreek Hill, 60th overall. He is the 21st wide receiver off the board after, after Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Jeffrey, Demarius, Crabtree, then Kelvin Benjamin, and then nine picks later, Tyreek Hill. Kelvin Benjamin is in that tier right now with Alshon, Demarius, Crabtree, and then all, and then, and then it's Kelvin, and then it's Tyreek Hill, 21st wide receiver off the board, and he had a terrible week three of the preseason with three drops
2: he did but he still has game-breaking ability and i i think he's got a shot at having
0: a very nice year it's he's, just too soon though him, well, him and benjamin just too soon
3: here like here's the thing and i'm gonna go back to the same thing i just said 21st wide receiver off the board is too soon for tyreek hill there's too many good receivers that are going after him the end of the fifth round is fine but those two don't really makes sense in my head. Right, like I don't t- mind him
2: in early round five. I think he's going to be good. I think Kansas City is going to throw plenty. And I think the Spencer Ware injury could open up carries
0: for Hill. I would expect he's going to get 30 carries. That would be more than he got last year. I'll take the under.
3: Okay. I think 30 is fair. Maybe 25. Five. couple
1: a week. What, do you have 24 last
3: year? 24.
1: And let me just say this, Heath. There are almost no wide receivers going in the 50s in our ADP. It's Carlos Hyde, then Crabtree, Tevin Well, how many Bowman. quarterbacks have gone by pick 60?
3: Four. Yeah, it's not really that out of, out of line. There's yeah. just a lot more running backs going, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And then this round, there are some quarterbacks. There are a few tight ends going in, in the 50s. All right. Um Okay, so those are some divisive players. Some ADP risers. Tell me if this makes sense. Cam Newton is up nine spots. He is now the fifth quarterback off the board. 55th overall it's basically even but slightly slightly ahead of Russell Wilson cam Newton a top five or six quarterback and a top 60 pick does that make sense
0: I I uh uh raised him up uh, put him up a higher in my rankings in, to ten so I I I think there's a chance for him I think if you've been you know on this uh bandwagon the whole offseason that he's gonna yeah. Have the Matt Ryan type of bounce back here and he's certainly capable of it. Uh, but that's just too high.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I have him sixth, but one of the, like I end up with him quite a bit because in our drafts, he doesn't go until 10th or 11th at quarterback. I'm not going to take anyone other than maybe like definitely Brady and Rogers, maybe Breeze in the first five rounds. So that's, that's just way too early. I don't get it. What's changed? Uh, we saw him play. And that, he threw a touchdown We pass. knew he was gonna play. Well,
0: but there's been, there's been a lot of up and down with him with the health.
3: Right. He, he, he threw throwing, a touchdown not pass. Not
0: throwing, practicing, not practicing.
3: And he, he Christian did. McCaffrey's looked amazing. McCaffrey has looked and amazing.
0: And
2: Benjamin. Yeah, yeah Benjamin. Benjamin's looked good. Everybody sees him scoring touchdowns in the preseason. This is and that's why his ADP the is best up. Best
3: set of weapons he's ever had.
1: Yeah. Without question. I, I do believe though, I really do believe that he's not going to run the ball that much. You might get rushing touchdowns from Cam. I think the rushing yards Will come down from what we've seen in the past because after his concussion last year, Cam Newton rushed for 30 or more yards four times in his final 11 games. He rushed for less than 10 yards five times. He just stopped running the ball. And yeah. I, I think that's – I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but I, I'm well, not I, counting on him to be a rushing quarterback.
0: I think what we got from him last year is what you should expect, around 300 rushing yards and, and five touchdowns.
2: But then what do you expect
0: passing-wise? well he's going to have hopefully a lot more chunk yards from short area passes if these guys you know we haven't seen Samuel do it yet but if McCaffrey gets out in space and they use him right which is what you would hope after what we've seen right then we get a little bit easier from a guy who clearly still has a cannon and can throw the ball down the field he doesn't have that same deep threat at least on paper but you have Benjamin healthy. You know, hopefully you're removed from the ACL. He can have a better season. Conditioning seems to be, you know, a, a non-issue anymore. just does a little bit, you know, just even if he does what he's done the last couple years. And Olson certainly should have a few more touchdowns from what he had a year ago. So he's not going to be the MVP cam of, of 2015, but he will be better than what we saw in 2016. That goes without saying. I
3: don't expect him to get back to the 35 touchdowns, passing touchdowns from two years ago. But no, I think, but if he gets you 25 passing along with five rushing, 35, i, think 30. 30, 30, I think 35 30. Uh, yeah, I think 30 and 5 is what I would go with.
2: 30 and 5 is a pretty big year. I don't know how many yards he's going to get. 3,800. Uh, I I don't feel like he gets there either. I know, I, I listen, I like McCaffrey too, and I think Samuel's got a lot of potential, but I I know that that offensive line isn't great, and I'm very concerned what's going to happen to him when he starts
0: taking hits. The schedule's amazing though.
1: Okay, uh, I'll just finish with this. Would you rather have Cam Newton 55th, Ben Roethlisberger 74th overall? Whatever you're
0: gonna say later is gonna be
1: better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's too early for Cam Newton. Uh, how about these two receivers? I'm wondering if our analysts have a lot to do with this. Willie Sneed is up 10 spots. I can't d- imagine now. Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything in the preseason. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: as a matter of fact, Adam, I'm finishing the ADP story right now and, uh, I think it's still a good spot for him. 29th wide receiver, 76th overall. Mm-hmm. But. It is. He, uh, he just. He he's been uninspiring in the preseason, which clearly makes me nervous.
1: Jameson Crowder is also up twelve spots to seventy eighth overall. So Sneed and Crowder are both going in the top eighty. They will be wide receivers twenty eight and twenty nine off the board when you take Edelman out of the equation. He's still going just ahead of them. Um, so Sneed and Crowder as top eighty picks. I think you guys are fine with that. And yeah, I try not to let the preseason change too much. You know, all the theories that you have about him are still. It's not like somebody else has stepped up and had a great preseason in his, you know, instead of Sneed. They just have, their first team offense hasn't been on the field all that much. Right. So it, it's not panicking.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad to see that he's rising despite his failures. Um, the one thing that was concerning was the fact that uh, of the two guys who they decided to play into the fourth quarter of the second preseason game was Willie Sneed and, and Kobe Fleener. We know what Fleener's been since he's gotten there. has been a disappointment. And hopefully it's not. You know, making Snead do something that he has to earn his position again. Um, you know, prove that he needs to be among the starting you know, wide receivers.
2: Are you getting nervous that he just is what he is? I'm, and I'm playing double staff more than uh, anything else. I mean, but. look,
0: if, if he's, uh, I, I think it, it's really hard to say because he was off to such a great start before the injury last year. Mm-hmm. And if that's the guy, he could be a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, he was. You know, it's, it's, he he was put into the role Michael Thomas was put into, and then he got hurt, and then Thomas stepped up and, and pushed him inside. Mm-hmm. So do they have a dominant outside guy? You want to make a case for Ted Ginn? Fine. You want to make a case for Brandon Coleman? Fine. But Sneed to me, is is their second best receiver, and they lost their second best receiver from a just, year ago.
3: Just right. get back to 2015, 980 yards, and have a decent touchdown year of five is probably about where we've got him ranked right now. And that's a great if that's the expectation
2: that's a great get at 70th overall or whatever it was 76 that's even better
1: would you rather have sneed or crowder crowder
0: yeah i'll, I'll take crowder too and and i've i've been in that boat even as much as i have to sneed you know crowder's mm-hmm. been somebody yeah. that from from day 1 um i just think there's there's a bigger opportunity for him you know crowder sneed would be like is if michael thomas and brandon cooks left cuz that's where crowder's situation is the two guys ahead of him are gone
1: and finally, Devontae Parker is up 11 spots, but surprisingly, he's only five picks ahead of Kevin Hogan. Uh, Devontae Parker now... Kevin 90. Hogan. Kevin wow. Hogan. I don't Browns think that's a good pick. Chris, Chris Hogan. Really Chris. This is like the David
3: Johnson nomination thing. <laughs> Adam,
1: what is Hulk Hogan's ADP? <laughs> uh, wait, isn't... No, Terry. That's his name, right? Terry Hulk Hogan? Terry, yes. Yeah. Uh, Deva- what about Paul Hogan? Oh, Paul Hogan is quickly rising up the draft boards, but... Uh, Devontae Parker is wide receiver 35 right now. Do you think you could take him over Willie Sneed? No. I cannot. Parker? I yeah. would take him over Sneed. Yes. Yeah, I think would. Can. There's more upside. It's close. Yeah, there's certainly more touchdown potential. He's the big outside receiver. Alright, so Parker, you know, you get Parker in the 90s. He's gonna keep rising probably, but 92nd overall, that's great. I don't, I took him as my flex in the 14 team league. Yesterday, let's see what overall pick that was. Where did was you
2: say? A, he, I believe it was 63, 62 or 63
1: for you. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was the middle went, of round five. He went in
0: the – it's a keeper league, so it's a little, little skewed. But he went in the fourth round of uh, standard league that I did last night.
1: And the next wide receiver off the board after I took Parker was Pierre Garçon. And it's PPR, uh, so I see the appeal to Garçon. But I do like Parker a lot more. I thought that he was the end of a tier because then it was – Garcon and Marshall and Emmanuel Sanders, the guys that Jamie talked about earlier when he took Zach Ertz, but he also took Garcon one pick before Ertz. All right, good stuff. So those are some ADP risers. We'll do some ADP fallers tomorrow. Can you guys
0: can I give you a team that the team that I drafted last night? Just see what you think. You guys think? Sure. Twelve teams? Twelve teams, yeah. Half point PPR. So I started with two receivers and Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. That's a good start. Yeah, I liked it.
1: Wait, what pick did you have?
0: Uh, four. I had the uh fourth pick. Ooh, that's a
1: that's late for Michael Thomas.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Then in the third round, I took Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Round four, Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Finally, went tight end in the fifth round. Heath's favorite guy, Greg Olson. Yes. Uh, this is, Heath would love this too. Sixth round, Stephon Diggs. This is the best team you have ever drafted. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, Danny Woodhead, round seven. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, finally in round eight, Kirk Cousins. Now imagine this, Alonzo like Parker felt around nine. Ooh, wow.
2: Why did you take Cousins over Parker?
0: I just thought I needed a quarterback at this point, so it was a, a, a situation where I needed to, you know, lock up that, that I spot. See. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, then, uh, then Burkhead after Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyrell Williams. Pass defense. And then Will Lutz. I doing? mean, that team is amazing. Yeah. Who are the running like, backs?
2: Kudos to the owner. Whoever that person is, man or woman, probably woman, who drafted that team. Oh, wait, Jamie, you said you drafted that team? Yes, yes. Then yes, clearly yes. it can't yes. be a woman because no. there's no way uh, that that a man would draft for a woman. No. A
1: woman would be able to draft her. Oh, own you, guys <laughs> now, you guys are idiots. No, you guys. Wait a second. Was that her team? Yeah. I did not even realize that. Okay, oh, well, okay. Yeah, I did
0: not realize that. Yeah. Because I didn't
1: draft her team, you idiots. I did not draft her team. I'm so tired (laughs) of this crap. I deal with this crap every single year. I didn't draft her freaking team. Uh, Allie did a draft last night with her girls. It's usually a 14-team league. It was 12 teams. But first of all, you said it was half PPR? That's what uh, the message I got said. Okay, so I already got her off to a terrible start because I told her it was full PPR. That's what I thought it was. That's, like, pretty much the only thing I told her. I was doing our podcast league draft. Ugh. No, I did not draft for her. Then she, you
2: know what? She deserves a gold
3: medal. Did she hosts
1: the show. She yeah, used like, your so rankings. That might be the best draft we've seen.
3: She drafts better teams than you do. She yeah.
1: used your rankings. That's why she did well. You give yourselves a pat on the back. Did I give her some tips? Said yeah. Okay, maybe you start thinking about a. I said what I said. I said if you don't take Gronkowski, then you should wait until like the fifth round to take a tight end. That's that's probably what I told her. Uh, I gave her general advice. I said if you don't get Rodgers or Brady, wait a long time to get a quarterback, that kind of stuff. But other than that, she just used your rankings and made her team. I did not draft for her. I respect the league. I wouldn't do that. I'll tell you what. I am so impressed. I would like to interview her on the podcast. Yeah, that will never happen. I'm trying to get. I was trying to get her to come to Philadelphia, but she will not be able to. So disappointing. That's too bad. Well, she did a great job. She did. No, she's she's a very good team. I'm very happy for her. Uh, All right. Good stuff, and I think it's great that those girls. Do. <laughs> you want to hear another funny thing about that draft? So sure. during the so yes, so, commissioner, it's an, no, I'm not all girls league, obviously, and the husbands are not, and the boyfriends, or whatever, are not allowed to help. And uh something was said in <laughs> in the draft room that would never be said in one of my leagues. One of the girls was like, "OMG, the Devil Wears Prada just started," and I was like, "Well." Oh. Things that would never be said in my draft. Now how would you know that? Yeah, really. yeah you weren't staring worked in at the, the draft, draft room. room? I, she was right next to me. We we like each other's company. We were drafting next to each other. I mean, listen, that's
2: sweet and all, but if you could see what's happening in the chat room, then presumably you could see who's available.
1: I was following along, but I wasn't telling her who to pick. I,
2: Maybe you would give
0: her a couple of choices. Like
1: in round not two, really. like,
2: you could take Michael Thomas or Josh
0: Scobie. I think what you need to do next year to eliminate all doubt is when the draft is scheduled you need to leave the apartment.
1: No I no, I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> of, course, well, of course not.
1: The yeah, maybe Allie on. needs
0: to be the one to leave the apartment
1: just for the draft. I I think that I think that I gave her standard tips and okay, whatever. So what was I going to say? I have a better idea.
2: Next year fly me up. I'll spend the night at your place. <laughs> Put me and Allie in a in a different room than you. Oh. And I'll make sure that you don't interfere like in the quick. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten awkward. Really awkward. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not trying to make it weird. <laughs> we already, I'm just going to, I, you know, someone's got to make sure. I'll spend the night in your someone's house. got to make sure. Put <laughs> me and your wife in a different room. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> when the draft is over, she can go back to being with Adam. I'm not trying oh, okay, you know, to fine. up a marriage here. Hey, now. Thank you. Uh, Never mind the fact that, you know. No.
1: <laughs> From something that is funny to something that's not funny, let's do team name Tuesday. And by the way, uh, we didn't have time for podcast league drafts, so we'll do that tomorrow. And tomorrow's gonna be a bit of a strategy show. So yeah, we haven't really covered how to draft in deeper leagues. I think we'll do that tomorrow. We'll go position by position and give our thoughts on, on standard leagues and deeper leagues and whatnot. Uh, and then Thursday, we won't have, since we're traveling to Philadelphia, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a mock, uh, live draft today, a real draft. Our fantasy football today PPR draft. We're going to record that, do it on the air and air it on Thursday. And then Friday, you're going to hear the Philadelphia show. So team name Tuesday from Josh in the Freddie Quimby voice. It's pronounced Crowder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stefan from Toronto has, has like 10 Simpsons team names. Ty Montgomery Hearns, Jordy Nelson Punts. You like it? I
2: like the Montgomery Burns one.
1: But he put Montgomery Hearns. Yeah. Uh, groundskeeper Willie Sneed. I like that one. That's actually good. Krusty the Jadeveon Clowney. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Emmanuel Ned Sanders. Like Ned Flanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reverend Lovejoyke. Not bad. Principal Red Skinners. Lenny Leonard Fournette. And Michael Crab Appletree. Like, krib, krib, yeah, Crab Tree, but spelled Crab Apple Tree. Okay, those are decent, decent. This is from Matt. Sergeant Pepper's Landry Ertz Cobb Band.
2: Landry that's, that's Ertz Cobb a little Cobb. too much. It's a, yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. But like, what if it were Julius
2: Pepper's Landry Ertz Cobb Band? The effort band? <laughs> is such an A, but <laughs> yeah. the actual execution is...
3: Did good. these all come in through the email or are some of these from Chris Tower's, um, piece?
1: Uh, no, these are all for b
3: Cause we do have the 50 best or worst. I'm not sure if it's that one of those two on the website.
1: Oh, check it out. Uh, this is from Glenn. The Hunt for Net October. I like that That's one. That's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. This one I get to sing is from Chris. Oh baby, you got Willie Sneed. What? What? No
3: one has any idea what that was. Are I you know serious? exactly what that is.
1: Bismarcky, just a friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, come on, Heath. But I think, I think you've gotta find a player to go with the next stanza of
1: that song. Hmm. Oh, baby, you got Willie Sneed, and you say he's just... What rhymes with friend? Ben. And you say he's a tight end! No, didn't work. Ah, no, that doesn't work. Uh, this is a Game of Thrones one from Lance. Big Ben the Knee. That's a good one. And f- a couple more from Alexander. I think we had this one last year. Lacy underalls, which mm-hmm. is very funny because it's Seahawks and it's Caddyshack. Lacy underalls, mm-hmm. and then this one I had to Google: Sam in Denver, <laughs> me outside. How about Dak? That's funny. That's <laughs> that good. is outstanding. How about Dak? Or how about
2: dat? Dak? Dak. Yeah, yeah, that
1: bonus points for the Dak. Okay, good stuff. I didn't. I'd never seen that before. I don't know how, but I'd never seen really. That yeah. Yeah. Stop drafting for your wife and pay attention to the world. I guess so. Uh, so some emails to finish the show at fantasyfootball at Let me ask you real quick, give me yes or no on handcuffs though. Uh, did Chris Johnson lose his grip, literally with the fumbles, on the handcuff roll? No. In Arizona? I I'd think say so. no. So he's still the handcuff? Yeah.
2: If you, if you insist on carrying a handcuff for David Johnson? He's the backup. Don't use the word handcuff. He's right. the backup. Okay. I, but I, you're not drafting him. No. He's not going to do what David Johnson did. Oh, he's sure. not.
1: Is no. Malcolm Brown the handcuff for Todd Gurley?
2: Yes, Uh Dunbar's hurt, so But again, I don't I mean, know Stunbar's if you want to carry there. that on your bench. The, the deeper the league, the more likely you
3: might be to do it.
1: I the, the handcuff rule to me is like, can he be a number two running back? If he, yeah. The I don't. Touches? I don't think either I don't one know. of those guys
3: can. Sometimes handcuffs look, are good, and, and he's look good in the preseason. He could be helpful, and sometimes they just hold you down.
1: Nile Davis, <laughs> Niall Davis, uh, yeah. is he the handcuff?
2: He looks like he's the guy behind Le'Veon Bell to start the season. But
1: and, uh, James
2: Conner looked a little better in his second preseason game. All right. So it. It, could, yep. it could be a little messy Rabbit, there.
1: rabbit, rabbit. Is Matt Breida the handcuff to Carlos Hyde?
0: Yes. yes, for sure. All right. For sure? For sure.
3: More than Hightower. For sure. I don't know. <laughs> I still think it's Hightower. <laughs> Jamie still thinks it's Hightower. It's not Joe Williams, for sure. It is not Joe Williams. Emails.
1: Joe. <laughs> Email from Bryce. Where's he from?
3: He is from Costa
2: Mesa, California.
1: Dear Mean Joe, LC, Ernie, and Dwight. Steelers? Are you guys nuts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question about how to apply Heath Snips to a 16-team league. I was picking the 11th spot, half PPR. I kept Heath Snips on my mind throughout the draft. I found out a few rounds into the draft that my league mates were reaching like crazy on running backs – and I told myself, let them value, let them do it. I, value at other positions will fall to you. Just take the best player available. Long story short, my running backs are Bilal Powell and Darren McFadden. Did I screw up?
3: You, no, it's zero RB. Yeah, you might have, might have waited a round or two too long. Looking at, like, you got Powell, McFadden, Deion Lewis, Tim Hightower, Devontae Booker, and Orleans Darkwa. Yeah, that depth really sucks, dude. Yeah, but that's what happens in 16, 16 team teams. leagues. You've also got Tom Brady, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Cooks, Willie Snead. Um, you uh, yeah, might be making a
1: deal. I think I think that best best player available is you know it's a nice strategy. I do think you have to adjust a little bit to what your league does.
3: Well, it's yes, and and my my no intentional positional strategy is not best player available. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you don't set your strategy until you see what everyone else is doing.
1: All right, this is from oh no name or city. Give me one, guys. Hans from. Berlin, Germany. Okay, Hans from Berlin. Wants a grade in a 10-team PPR league. Third pick. I'm not going to do many of these, but I'll do some. Are you okay with this team? Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, Lamar Miller, Dalvin Cook, Golden Tate, C.J. Anderson, Delaney Walker, and Jameis Winston. That's the starting lineup. The bench is good, too. So Jameis, uh, Lamar Miller, Dalvin Cook, C.J. Anderson, Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate.
2: You're selling the bench way short. He's got Doug Martin, Jamison Crowder, Phillip Rivers, and Willie
1: Snead. All right, it is a 10-team league. What do you Uh, think? Lamar Miller and Dallas cook. I love the
2: depth. The depth is so good. You kind of do a double-take on the running backs, but I think by the time Doug Martin comes back, he'll be A-OK.
3: C-minus. No. You don't have a top-10 quarterback. You don't have a top-10 tight end. He's got a top-10 quarterback. Jamison will finish as a top-10 quarterback. All right, this is from, I,
2: and it's
1: a full PPR. Oh, what do you think? What do you think? Give this man a B plus and, okay. and a vanilla ice cream cone. Joey, Joey in Las Vegas. Which late round flyer do you like the most? Or flyers? Zay Jones, Thomas Rawls, uh Deontay Foreman, Jack Doyle. Zay Jones, Thomas Rawls, Foreman, Doyle. If I had to rank them, it would be Rawls.
2: Ooh, I don't know how I'd. Sort them out between those guys, just as far as late-round flyers go with high upside. Foreman could be up there, then Jones, then Doyle. But I like them all. I I, think they
3: all have a a place in a fantasy league. Yeah, I'd go Rolls, Jones,
1: Foreman, Doyle. Jared from the home of Walmart. I I grabbed... Arkansas. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I grabbed Gurley, Murray, Gillisley, and C.J. Anderson. I really wanted Doug Martin, but he went for too much money. So I have Gurley... DeMarco Murray, Gillis Lee, and C.J. Anderson. I have been offered Doug Martin and Amir Abdullah for Todd Gurley. Would you do that? Nope. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Stick with what you got, good running backs. And give me a one-word answer, guys. This is from Richard Hong in California. Who's got the most upside? Marquise Goodwin, Ardarius Stewart, Kendall Wright, or Curtis Samuel? Right.
3: Right. Right. God, it feels so wrong to say right. But it's right. It's I got right. him in the 14th round of our 14 team league last night. Ooh. And how'd you feel about that? Really pretty good. You didn't feel all right about it? Felt that. Right. I felt right. It felt
1: right. Well, that was a fun show and tomorrow we'll talk some strategy. We'll update you on Ezekiel Elliott. Hopefully we'll have a lot more for you. Thanks for listening everybody. This is fantasy football today. Talk to you tomorrow.
3: Okay.